Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Hey, what's going on? It's Johnny King. Thanks for joining me. I'm always just so grateful that there's actually someone listening. And in fact, uh, as I'm getting closer to one year of doing podcasting, the, the numbers continue to climb. So to you, my friend, thanks for tuning in. This episode, uh, I'm going to talk about fitness, health, uh, muscle gaining for all you guys out there who maybe struggle with that. Maybe, um, maybe you've always been lean and, uh, but kind of feel like you've got the kind of the, the, the smaller scrawny body. Maybe you feel like you're skinny fat. Maybe you've got the dad bod. Maybe you've got, uh, you know, you're strong. Uh, you got like dad strength, but you can't see it. Whatever the case might be, whatever physique you have, um, if you feel like it's time to, to make some changes in your life in 2021, then this episode might resonate with you. Um, if you, whether you've listened to the podcast or this is your very first episode, um, in 2010, I started a gym and it was actually to help Midwestern women uh, women like my mom, this was a couple years after she passed away. I wanted to help women just like her to, to shed weight, to gain strength, to, to really gain greater confidence and lifestyle habits. Okay. Um, now if if you were to (laughs) look at me from the outside, uh, and just judge me by the exterior, it probably wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense that I'd be successful with working with that demographic, demographic. Okay. I had gone from, um, just always playing sports through high school and college. I think I got out of college probably weighing, uh, like 155 pounds. I'm six foot and I always struggled to put on weight. I always kind of, uh, looked at the, the football guys and, uh, yeah, just kind of wondered how were they able to like put on such muscle, right? And so I did a a I'm jumping around a little bit, but I'm going to pull this around full circle, I promise. I did a report in junior high about Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I became fascinated. I think it was before that though. I was always fascinated with superheroes and again looking back at my life and realizing how I didn't have much of a, a male role model growing up. Sure enough, I went to cartoons and movies. And, you know, lo and behold, those guys that I thought were uber masculine were the guys that were jacked, right? So then I do a, you know, a, <laughs> a huge project as an eighth grader. <clears throat> I think it was like a five-page or ten-page paper. Huge. <laughs> I remember thinking it was like the biggest thing ever when, you know, of course, in college, you do like ten-page papers every single week. Um and so I, I kind of fell in love with Arnold's story of how he kind of literally worked worked his way out of Austria over to America. He literally knew he, who he was going to be, uh, who he would marry, and 
but I, you know, I always enjoyed watching his movies and just, you know, still to this day watching YouTube videos of him back in his prime. I'm like, God damn, <laughs> the guy is just jacked. Now, granted, probably a lot of it, uh, I have no idea whether or not it was natural or not. I, I highly doubt it. Um, but still, I've never taken steroids uh, or anything that, that wasn't natural. Uh, but it, again, it was interesting because uh, in two, I don't even remember what year it was. It doesn't matter. But I was like 24, 25 was when my eldest sister and, and my brother-in-law, they were doing, he was going to do a bodybuilding competition and she was going to do like a figure, uh, like swimsuit figure competition at the, you know, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I just moved down there to support them with their real estate business. This must have been in like 2005, 2006. Um, and uh, anyways, uh, my my brother-in-law was like, hey, why don't you join me? It, you know, it'd be super fun. And I was like, no, I, you know, like the last thing I want to do is put on a Speedo and stand in front of people and, and flex. Like that doesn't, it seems like there's nothing more insecure than that, right? Um, but then when I was talking to my best friend, Sean, he was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, it'd be hilarious. Do it. Just do it for the stories. Do it for the photos. Like do it just once. I was like, he's like, you're already doing the hard, I mean, you're already lifting anyways, right? Um but again, just to, to backtrack a little bit, after I did, like it was my, in between my freshman and sophomore year, I bought a bench press. I bought a bench press and I would do bench press in the morning before school and then I would do it again that night um, after school, right? And so I did that for maybe like six months and my chest just blew up. <laughs> and I remember coming back to school and... Uh, and one of my ex-girlfriends, like, first day of school, she was like, whoa, what happened to you over the summer, you know? And, like, poked my chest. And I was like, yeah. She's like, but your arms are still small. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> I totally was, I was so disproportionate. All of a sudden, I have this, like, you know, manly chest and, and nothing to go along with it. Uh, but that began the, the journey of, of lifting. But I never could put on weight. Uh, and I could never actually really see my abs. And so I was like, again, not skinny fat. I was certainly athletic, but, uh, I just, I just struggled in putting on any sense of any, any form of weight. And thus I always kind of felt like I was like that scrawny kid and I was kind of insecure. Um, and so when I decided to do this bodybuilding competition at 25 years old, I ended up hiring a coach and she trained me and, and I, man, I hit it. What I, I hit it hard. I didn't realize until that time how important nutrition is. Now this is before kind of like social media. And of course now pretty much anyone who's on social media, you know, can see videos of people lifting and eating and pushing supplements. And, but that was my first, um, kind of go at like supplements and I even did like a weight gainer and I went from like 155 up to 185. I put on like 30 pounds in six months. <clears throat> Not all weight, you know, like good weight. Probably half of it was muscle, half of it was fat, right? I was thick and I certainly couldn't see any definition. Well, then I spent the next 10 weeks leading up to the my first competition cutting and leaning down and that was crazy difficult in terms of like eating 
every single day. Uh, well, of course, every single day, every couple hours and uh, just eating super lean, no sugar, no uh, condiments, just literally bare boned like chicken breast, um, potatoes or, or, or like rice and broccoli. Like that's all I ate and egg whites, right? Maybe some, some cream of rice. And I just powered through that and some protein shakes and protein bars. Oh, so monotonous, so boring. And yet I was, I was committed to this thing and I got down to like 6% body fat, right? So when I competed, I was at probably like 165, 167 pounds, but I was at like 6% body fat chiseled. I've, I'd never seen definition like that. Right. Uh, in terms, in terms of myself on myself. Uh, but the light bulb went off. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to be fat ever again because I learned like that this, the discipline and the know-how of how to cut weight, how to kind of cut off the, uh, the body fat while maintaining as much muscle mass as possible. Well, I did another bodybuilding competition a couple of years later when I was like 28, 29 and, uh, and got a little bit bigger. But since then, I haven't done any competitions. I kind of was like, especially after that second time, I was like, okay, this really does suck. <laughs> this is dumb. And and a lot of the time I just ended up making fun of myself and bodybuilders in general. Um, it, it's like a, a whole different lifestyle. So I don't have any aspirations to do another one. But I say all that because, again, then, you, then I find myself as a 30-year-old opening a gym um, for the exact probably opposite side of the spectrum. <laughs> And, uh, and really diving into the psychology behind, um, overeating, eating as an addiction. Um, and that's just not as easy to tell certain people, man, just, just, here it is. Just, just eat this, work out this way and you'll be good. It's just not that easy. So I did really begin to learn uh, and a lot of that was was also from my parents, you know, story. My mom, my mom passed away from cancer, and she was overweight. I think after you have five kids, and then all you're doing is focusing on, you know, having those five kids thrive. She put her health, her physical health, and her mental health probably uh, on the back burner to some degree. I don't know if that's totally fair to say, but uh, that was my experience, at least as a as a little kid. And my and my father did too. My dad was, you know, 320 pounds when she passed away. But then he flipped a switch like overnight and he lost, you know, about 120 pounds. And he's been averaging anywhere from 200 to 220, 230 for the last, you know, over a decade, right? And so when he lost the weight, that was like, what? My mom passed in 2006. He lost the weight by 2008. Um, And I started kind of connecting the dots of being like, okay, like this isn't just... Like if you take the science of weight loss, right? The science of muscle gain, like eat, right? Exercise, drink water. Like it's, it's, there's a science to it. You can Google it. You can figure out how to do it. It's the art of, of sustaining the weight loss. It's the art of being happy while you're doing it. That's the real challenge of why a lot of people don't even take on a physique change uh, because they don't believe that they're, they're going to be able to change long term the the habits the the mental habits the mindset you know habits the the lifestyle habits okay 
And so I say all this because in working with women from 2010 primarily to 2018, when I then kind of really went into working with men full time. Now I, I worked with men, you know, lots of lots of husbands of these female clients, and ironically enough, well, not ironically, it, it just I just found that men were able to lose faster and seemingly with with greater ease. Okay. Now when it came to actually teaching them how to eat off of the program, the weight loss program that I had them on, a lot of times they're like, yeah, 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 I'm good. And they just would peace out and they just ghost me, right? Women were better about understanding, truly respecting that it's a very, very deep, like, uh, again, like psychological process of transitioning off one program and then learning to eat for, for maintenance once you have your new physique, if you've lost, let's say, 50 pounds. Uh, some women, you know, of course... <clears throat> Uh, didn't adhere to my advice and they put all the weight back on and then some, right? But the women and, and some men that listened, they'd keep it off, okay? And so I say all this because, um, I, I, again, I just learned both sides of the coin, right? The science of weight loss and muscle gain through my bodybuilding as, as well as working with, you know, thousands of thousands of people with weight loss over the last decade. And then I've really learned the, the art of motivation and, and maintenance and, you know, changing the habits for good, right? And changing your thought around your, your sense of identity, okay? A lot of people who are overweight <clears throat> are actually scared of something and their weight, their physical weight creates protection for them to, to stay safe, you know? A lot of women, um, you know, don't want the attention from men, and so being overweight allows them to feel unattractive, and but it actually protects them, right? Um, there's a lot of different reasons why people overeat and, and stay overweight. But I say all this because as of yesterday, I decided, you know, especially over last year and COVID and eating a little bit more because I was probably bored, staying inside more, not being as active, I've put on weight, uh, enough weight to where I'm not, I'm not comfortable with where I'm at. So I was like, you know what? I was talking to my buddy, Dan. I was like, let's, let's do something, man. And he's like, Hey, let's do this Kino body, Kino body program. And, uh, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm down. Um, this guy, Greg, Gregory Gallagher, I believe he's, he's kind of like a modern day bro who wants to be uh, Batman. <laughs> and, uh, the dude's super smart. He knows his shit for sure. He's, he's young too. He's, probably in his late 20s, so he comes across as as one of those guys and, um, you know, wants to ultimately be a a superhero, so he probably has some some serious daddy issues, Uh, but a lot of us do. That being said, I mean, the big part of why I worked so hard to to get the physique that I had when I was younger was actually to feel more like a man, right? But then again, as I started to connect the dots, that's why I say there's there's the physical side of it. You got to eat right. You got to... like lift, you got to do all the things that are scientifically proven to get the results you want. But then you also have to make sure that there's a balance of fulfillment and happiness. Because just changing your physique and being able to see your abs or being able to have greater definition or bigger arms or be stronger, that might give you some sense of, of, you know, confidence, but it's not, it's going to be short lived unless you really start to do the inner work, the inner game stuff that, that allows you to 
to maintain what you have um, without necessarily feeling like you're falling victim to the imposter syndrome. Okay. So this program I'm taking on uh, over the next six months, you know, the, the goal for me is to, to cut weight, uh, not weight, but to cut body fat. So to get leaner and get below 10% body fat. So I'd like to be eight or 9% body fat while putting on roughly about 10 pounds of muscle. Okay. So averaging two pounds of muscle a month, um, is doable, but that's even a stretch. You have to realize like that's really, really difficult. And to simultaneously lose fat is probably one of the hardest things you can do to your body. Okay. So I'm stepping into doing that. I know what I'm doing, but I'm following this program and some of the stuff that, that, uh, the Kino body Greg, uh, recommends is, is pretty cool. It's different ways of lifting <clears throat> for gaining muscle than what I've done in the past. Uh, I used to do pyramid training where I would say sit down on the bench press and I would lift um, 135, you know, and I'd push that for, you know, more or less to, to failure, something or close to failure. Okay, let's say 12 reps. And then I'd put on 20 pounds and do 155 for eight reps. And then I'd put on 20 pounds, 175, and do like four or five reps, right? And then I'd put on another 20 pounds, close to 200, and I'd try to eke out one or two, right? But then if you think about it, I'm trying to do the most weight while I'm the most fatigued. Um, and that was, you know, it, it worked, but it was, it was a struggle. Greg suggests the opposite, reverse pyramid training, where you actually do your heaviest lifting after an adequate warm-up, mind you, caveat, like disclaimer. He's like, make sure you have, you know, really warmed yourself up so you don't get injured. But then when you're most fresh, you do your heaviest sets, you lose, you know, then you take off 10% of your weight that you just lifted and you do, let's say you do six to eight reps at your heaviest, right? Without going to failure, you want to leave like a rep in the tank. Then you do six to 10 reps at like 10% less weight. And then you do 10 to 12 reps uh, with another 10% off, right? So as you're getting more tired, you're actually taking weight off, but you're pushing, you know, the, the reps. And then a lot of it, again, a lot of it, I cannot stress it enough, is following your, you know, following your nutrition. Um, and so Dan and I, myself, we've got some spreadsheets. We're, we're tracking it in MyFitnessPal. Um, and so on, on lifting days, I'm doing about 500 calories more than my kind of my baseline. <clears throat> which is roughly like 2,700 calories is what I probably burn. Uh, probably like maybe 2,500 calories I burn throughout the day if I weren't exercising. Um, and then on non-workout days, I'm going to be eating um, maybe 100 calories more than my baseline. So on workout days, I'm doing 500 surplus. Non-workout days, I'm doing 100 calories surplus. Um, and then he kind of recommends intermittent fasting. So you don't really fast. I mean, you fast until about noon and then you eat just between like noon and 8 PM. So I'm going to be learning a lot more about this. Um, if you're interested in joining me, if you're interested in doing something, uh, maybe not as intense, but you want to cut some fat, right? Maybe you want to lose the fat, gain some muscle, man, I can, I can help you. I've been doing this for a decade. The, the, the program that I have guys use a lot of times, like I said, guys will try to do both at the same time. 
losing weight while adding muscle. And if you think about that, it's like your muscle needs nutrients to grow, which is why I'm doing like all the calories I'm doing. But then it also needs to kind of be in a caloric deficit to lose, lose body fat, right? So it doesn't always make a ton of sense. That's why I recommend guys lose weight first, which I have one program for. And then once you've lost the weight, then you can actually go to muscle building and you can add the good calories back in without adding all the fat and you can get, uh, you can get big, you know? And, and I think the older we get guys in our, you know, forties and fifties, I hear a lot of guys say, I don't need to see my six pack. I don't need to be shredded. I just want to be stronger and more confident and feel like I've got longevity and balance and mobility as, as a 20 and 30 year old, I probably had a different, uh, focus, you know, trying to be a little bit more <laughs> aesthetically, uh, trim and, and cut and shredded, if you will. Um, so it just depends on what your goal is, right? But if you want to join, um, you're certainly welcome to, to join me in the six month, um, kind of bulk up phase. If you want, if you want some support, with, uh, like I said, just losing fat, hit me up, shoot me a, uh, a DM on social media. You can always reach me podcast at johnnyking.com or johnny at johnnyking.com. Um, shoot me an email. I'm happy to, to support you anyway, or you can join my arena program. The next one is starting here. Um, first week or second week in February, it's a 90 day men's mastermind. And we set a professional, a personal and a fun goal. So we've got three goals that we kind of set for 90 days and then we have a ton of fun doing it in terms of uh, following through on, on our goal setting and kind of like time management processes. So lots of good stuff going on. I hope you got some uh, some good nuggets out of this in terms of what you could do to, to work on your physique, um, work on your nutrition. I can certainly go down a rabbit's hole pretty easily um, with all that I know, but I'll maybe save it for another episode. But uh, until then, I appreciate you always, 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 always joining me. Um, feel free to share this with, with any guys or anyone that you think might be um, might benefit from, from hearing it. And until we connect again, enjoy your day, make it a great one, and we'll talk soon. All right, see ya. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something that I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at Johnny King, Facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.